0: Welcome to Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit, a podcast that explores the many ways Bob Jones University is advancing God's kingdom through Christian education with the biblical worldview. I'm Daniel Layman, a current student at BJU and co-host for this podcast.
1: Well, I think today's podcast is going to be something every one of you are going to enjoy. In this podcast, we are meeting with three students, along with one of our professors, who were a part of the team that won the grant from what was called the X Prize. That is a $5 million um, grant that is coming from the Elon Musk Foundation. And it was given to 23 universities, Bob Jones University being one of those. And it had to do, of course, with carbon removal in our atmosphere and global warming and so forth. And our students were involved in that. And so we're going to talk about that in today's uh, podcast. But I've got here Daniel. And Daniel, I just kind of want to get a big picture feel from you, what the student body feels about this Mm -hmm. grant that our students won.
0: Absolutely. I think when we first heard about we received a grant. Everyone's like, okay, cool, we did something. Yeah, we do stuff like this all the time. And then all of a sudden, you start talking about it in one of 23 universities, not just locally, but literally internationally around the world. And it's, as the kids say, it's kind of a flex. Absolutely. With the full scholarship that we received from it, I think it shows the excellence of the different programs working together. Dedication of the students, and whenever you mention a name like Elon Musk and the fact that you're getting money from him, people are perking up, and I know that students are. I mean, I just you pass them on the sidewalk, and people are like saying, "Hey, congratulations!" Like it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like
1: rock stars. They, they, they
0: kind of were, absolutely. I knew several people on the team, and I I told them, "Hey, guys, congratulations! That is that is impressive. I mean, I, that was super neat to think of our university doing something that big."
1: Well, and it, it's a win not just for seven students, but it's a win for the entire student body Correct. and all of our professors. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of saying what we've always said all along that we have great, great professors.
0: Absolutely. And we've
1: got, we've got, a, we've got a pretty good crew of smart kids here. <laughs> so we're excited about that. And I hope you folks will enjoy this podcast today as we talk about uh, this group winning the X Prize. Well, today we are so excited to have uh, in the in my office today a group of students and one of our professors who are part of an award or I would say a grant that you, we just received from what's known as the X Prize and the Elon Musk Foundation. And so we're going to talk about that today. And so uh, I'd like to welcome all of the students, and Dr. first of all, Dr. Bill Lovegrove. Dr. Lovegrove, thanks for being with us.
2: Yes, thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be
1: here. And your role at Bob Jones is?
2: I am the head of the engineering department. Engineering And department. I was the lead faculty member on this XPRIZE team. On, on the team. So we have three
1: out of the seven team members, and so we're going to start with the young lady first, and I'm going to have each one of you introduce yourself.
3: All right. I'm Lydia, and I'm majoring in chemistry and I'm also from Maryland.
1: Maryland. I'm Stephen Platt.
4: I'm engineering, or er, <laughs> majoring in engineering with um, a concentration in computer engineering. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, Steve.
5: My name is Reagan Riddell. I am a junior business administration major with a concentration in entrepreneurship,
1: and I'm from North Carolina. Yeah, you look like you're going to be a businessman. You just <laughs> well, got that, was, that business. That was the idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. The businessman <laughs> look here. Well, uh... We we of course announced the uh, the uh, grant that we received and we'll talk more about that uh, through the XPRIZE uh, from our student with our students and of course when we announced it at the student body uh, first question is were you guys kind of surprised by the way they responded? Yes, they were very they, much. Yeah, it's kind of like we won the national championship or something. So I, was, <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, and so. We wanna take a few moments and talk about it and ask a lot of questions. So I'm gonna start with Dr. Lovegrove and just kind of get us up to speed historically of what is this all about
2: and how did it come to you? And then we'll go from there. So this started um, April, 2020, Earth Day. Elon Musk, who's very much into environmental issues, he announced on Earth Day last year that he was putting up $100 million For a prize for people working on certain climate change issues and some faculty members saw that and sent it to my desk and we talked about it and we said this might be something that would be good for our students to be involved with so we put together a class and researched the project and decided we could do this
1: and so this would have been now a little over a year ago
2: that's right so we talked about this April May last year And we decided the best way to do this was to create a class, to do this in the context of a college class. You know, part of the background is we've got this quality enhancement program Hmm. as part of what's going on at BJU. And we are interested in real life exercises. We are interested in interdisciplinary projects. And this was a beautiful fit to that.
1: So basically what we call the BJU premium that's exactly right. Which is a mm-hmm. biblical worldview, engaged learning, and then um, life mentoring by the teachers, and putting it all together to have an impact in the world. So.
2: That's right. And we haven't had an interdisciplinary class in engineering before. Okay. I wasn't quite sure how that would work. All right. But this X Prize contest, when we looked at the contest, I said, we can't do this just with engineering students. We need science students we need business students, this is gonna have to be a team project or it's not gonna work.
1: So did you guys have to choose to wanna do this? Or were they, were you hand-picked or what?
2: They were kind of recruited. <laughs> I guess we can let them answer about that. Lydia, how did you get involved?
3: One of my professors at, called me into his office and told me about the prize and the competition and was asking if, well, he gave me a week to commit or not commit, and... And when were
1: you asked this?
3: I was asked last May during okay. commencement week. Okay, all right. And um, I guess I said, I mean, I said yes, and so he, I guess there was, yes, he recruited me, but also there are very few chemistry majors, so sure. I was on the few options. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Steven?
4: I got an email over the summer while I was working at
5: the STEM camp. So it kind of tied in really neatly, actually. Okay. So obviously there are a lot of business administration majors, (laughs) uh, but in my principles of marketing class last semester with Dr. Dunn, who was the faculty advisor for the business part of this project, um, it was actually the last day of class, so we were leaving the final exam and started telling me about this opportunity to be in this class and asked if I wanted to be a part of it. So
1: it was the uh, end of last semester for me. Did you get excited about it right away, or was it like something you had to think about?
5: I had to think about it a little bit, uh, but more I started reading about it over the summer and thinking about it, it just started to seem more and more like a really, really incredible opportunity.
1: So, so this class was put together over the spring, summertime?
2: Over the summer, we designed this class. It's a brand new class. Okay. And we faced a real challenge because the deadline for the project submission was October 1st. And that's really early for the school calendar. Right. I thought if we just start in September, we can't do this. So we got permission to start this class online in August. Nice. These students started meeting August the 2nd over Zoom online, (laughs) and we launched the class a a month early.
1: So does that mean you got off the class uh, a month earlier in December?
4: Yes. Class finished November
1: 1st. Okay, so you're done with that class. Good. That's right. Did everybody pass? (laughs) Yes. After this, (laughs)
2: yes. I told them if they won the prize... They would get an A on the project oh, automatically. Good. Wow, that's
1: a high motivation. <laughs> yeah. um, so help us, if you don't mind, Dr. Lovegrove giving us, uh, most people don't really understand environmental issues, so help us understand that, and then let's bring it down to this particular class and what you were trying to accomplish.
2: Sure. Um, so the environment is obviously a kind of a hot-button topic. There's a lot of controversy about it. And it's sort of the nature of our culture right now that people are driven to extremes. And in the case of particularly climate change and global warming, and is the world going to get hotter? One extreme is like panic. This is an existential threat. We're all going to die. We're going to ruin the planet. That's one extreme. The other extreme is it's all a big hoax. There's absolutely nothing to it. It's a big lie. Um, And I really think that the truth, as it often is, is somewhere in between. This is not something to panic about, but this is not something that we can just ignore either. And because it is such a big issue in our society, wherever you are in that spectrum, our students need to know about it. Mm -hmm. They need to be informed, they need to be educated, and if you're skeptical about how people are handling this, we ought to be thinking about how we should handle it from a Bible perspective, from Mm -hmm. a Christian perspective. Um, so this is re- it's in the area of climate change, it's in the area of global warming, and the thing that's in the center of everyone's minds is CO2, carbon dioxide, which we put into the air whenever we burn fuels, in our cars, in our power plants, mm-hmm. coal plants, we put CO2 in the air. And there is some evidence that that's gradually making the world warmer. We don't really know how much, we don't really know how bad it's going to get. But the basic science seems to be pretty good, that there's a chance this is going to make the world a little bit warmer. So we think it makes sense that we ought to be researching this. And one of the things we like about the whole XPRIZE idea is it's not government money. It's not some big government mandate. It's not some legislation. It's just private money. Elon Musk says, I care about this. I think this is something we ought to work on. Let's be researching this.
1: So the topic, explain the topic, or I would say the uh, proposal we made and why we chose that.
2: Yeah, so um, the contest, there's actually a $50 million prize, and that comes in the future, four years from now, for somebody that builds a big, like, factory plant to remove carbon from the air. That's the $50 million prize. And that's way too big for a group of students like this. But Elon Musk announced a little side contest for students Mm. to work on a piece of the puzzle, not to try to do the whole thing themselves, which would have been too hard for this group of students, but to work on a piece of the puzzle. So the piece of the puzzle that we chose to work on is sensors that measure carbon dioxide, that's a piece that we need wherever this is going and whatever we need to do about it. The better we can measure and understand this, the better decisions we can make.
1: So, so the, the schools that that were given grants in the, in the area that we were in, did they do different, did, were they trying to do the same thing, but just different ways?
2: They're all working on pieces of the puzzle I and see. they're working on different pieces. There were some bigger grants for some of the schools that agreed right. to tackle the big job. Those are the ones that got the quarter-million-dollar grants. Okay. Um, so yeah. we went
1: after the, the 100000 That's right.
2: You okay. got a $100,000 grant. And it's really a proposal. A grant is a better word. It's called XPRIZE because there's a $50 million prize at the end. Right. But this $100,000 is upfront money to work on the project it's like seed money it's grant money
1: so just to be i be clear uh because you know when we get into science areas people go really fuzzy real quick Mm -hmm. and they get the film over their eyes and they're not sure what you're talking about so you're trying to measure the co2 in the atmosphere or in soils or what
2: well both Both, Um, because one of the One of the things to do about the carbon problem is to get it out of the air and bury it in the soil. I see. That's one of many ways you could solve the problem. And if you bury it in the soil, you need to make sure it stays there. If it decomposes, it comes back out of the soil into the air... So we're trying to measure: is it coming back out into the air, out of the soil? Okay. So, and you put
1: together a, a machine, or what?
2: We built a prototype machine <clears throat> to prove that we knew how, and the proposal is to make a good one, a professional-grade machine. I see. That's what the money's for. So, did you have to? Machine.
1: Did you have to send the machine in, or? to prove it or you just made the proposal?
2: Steven, you can answer that. What did you send in?
1: Yeah,
4: so we just, um, we took some measurements out actually out back campus. We um, we buried both some grass, um, I'm, I don't exactly know about how much, but we buried some grass and we also buried biochar. And so we used our sensor over that um, to get the CO2 concentration both above the cut grass and above the, the buried biochar um, and pretty much sent in that data um, and just showed different trends and compared it t- to a actual CO2 sensor. I see. Uh,
1: so now let's move very quickly into the – I know you, you guys were there – were, there were four faculty advisors. That's right. And y- did you all meet three days a week, or were you meeting every day, or what did you do?
2: We met once a week as a whole team. Okay. And another time a week in sub-teams, and then as needed in addition – it okay. Was very diverse.
1: So tell me what, because, I mean, you know, business major, chemistry major, <laughs> engineering major, what did, you, how did, what did y'all do? How did this work?
2: So, Reagan, what did you do? <laughs> well, so obviously
5: this project involves money. So I'm a business major, so I love to talk about money. Uh, so obviously we were given a grant for $50,000, and we have to do something with it. So we have to allocate it for something. We have to make a budget. We have to tell XPRIZE everything that we're using the money for. And then on the second side of it, which is what are we getting the money for, which is we're creating a sensor. So obviously we have to produce it, we have to market it, and then eventually we have to sell it. Mm. So there are a couple different business principles that – we had to bring to the table to make this successful. So
1: you, so you, did you, do you have another business person yes, working sir. with you? Just two of you? Yes. So there's two, uh, myself and Joe Simpson, another business major. Okay. And did you, do you have marketing in this as well?
5: Yes. So we launched an actual corporate entity uh, that we're continuing to develop called Soil Economy. So we're working on branding for that. And we launched a website and we're just putting as much effort into it as we can. Is this like a
1: 501c3 or LLC? Or LLC. What LLC. So it's a business. Yes okay, we got a business going here. <laughs> and tell me about what y'all did, chemistry, engineering.
3: So like Dr. Lovegrove said, when you bury carbon in the ground, you wanna make sure it stays there. So if we have a sensor, it can give us data, but how do we know if the data is correct? So what um, Trissy and I did, Trissy's a biology major, mm-hmm. we planned experiments that we would perform in the summer for when we have a whole system of sensors, how are we going to figure out how far apart to space the sensors, where you're going to have different content of carbon in the ground? And also we were thinking ahead of what about the ambient CO2 that's already exists in the air? How How are we going to incorporate that into kind of canceling out with what's in the ground? So we mainly developed experiments and researched also just more of the background of why the CO two in the air is a problem.
1: Okay, so you worked with with uh, the biology major, and then we had three yes. engineering majors. What you guys yes. do? Yes.
4: So um, it was Daniel Oyarzun, Ben Withrow, and I. Um, we we mainly were trying to answer the question of how in the world are we going to do this. So we built we built that prototype.
1: So you're dealing here with the, the real <laughs> mechanics of a machine. Yes. Okay. Yes.
4: So. Um, the, the basic prototype was mainly a, just a CO2 um, concentration sensor for the atmosphere. So, one part of our, of what we were doing was built, pretty much building the prototype. The other part was, all right, moving forward, what should we be improving to get this something that will actually be usable and helpful for this community? Um, so that's where we were considering the options of how are we gonna power this? Um, batteries, solar
1: panels, how are we going to communicate with between the sensors? Okay. So in this process of working on it, like how many hours were you working on it? On the side? I mean, you, you, it's a class. So class is three hours a week or five hours a week or whatever. But obviously there's outside of class, class time.
3: I would say it varied week to week yeah. where during the summer when we were online we at least for me it was very little time spent outside of class just because of other things during the summer but then coming into the fall semester where we started to really focus what our proposal was going to be on we started um meeting sub-week- subweekly with our groups and then um, even outside of that with just writing the proposal I would say probably about three to five hours a week.
1: Okay. And who was your main writer? It was a group effort. So we all had had components of it that we were working on. Did you have any uh, coaches on how to write a proposal?
3: The XPRIZE had multiple questions for us to answer. Okay. So (laughs) we went through and answered those questions. So if the question was more focused on business side, we would comment, hey, Reagan, Joe, you guys can answer this. Or if it was more on um, science or engineering, we'd just... Tag whoever needed to answer that question and they would write that. But then those questions didn't go into as much depth as we wanted. So we had um, a plan document for going into the, pro- the proposal deeper of what the questions didn't get across that we wanted XPRIZE to know.
1: So did you have frustrating times? Was it frustrating? Or was it like, was it pretty easy? Or was it like, wow, this is really challenging?
4: A combination of both. I mean, it's it's different than your normal college class. Right. It's not like this is the, these are the assignments that are due every week and you, you can cram your time <laughs> to get it done. But but no, it was all right. We we will have to get this larger goal done. Um, so between all the writing and the, the planning and the, the research that I had to get done, that that was more. On us, and we had to make sure that we had our own schedule to get that to get that done.
1: So you you um, you made the proposal. What, what was the date?
2: October first.
1: October first, and then it became a waiting game. Right. <laughs> and what were your, what were your feelings about it? I mean, 195 schools. I mean, so just to let the people know they are listening. There are 195 schools from all over the world. 23 of them received grants. Right. And as I understand, as I counted through, it's like 11 were international schools, 12 were from the USA.
2: Right. From my point of view, um, it's a brand new contest, right? There's, there's nothing really to compare this to, so you never know. But we've done some other contests with students, and I was very impressed with their proposal, hmm. the way it came together and the quality of the proposal and how it fit the contest, I was fairly confident that we had a chance to win a prize.
1: So the, like, the video you all produced, mm-hmm. like 48 seconds or something like that, was that a part of it? Yes,
5: that was part okay. of our submission. To yeah. the did, you, did
1: you take that that, were your cues coming from the Sharks show? I didn't, it was mm-hmm. like, I said, man, this is like the sharks on
5: TV. <laughs> right. So the, the video, we actually came up with that on our own. So obviously we had to submit a 60 second video, just talking about our project and our right. team to XPRIZE, but how it actually went and what we were talking about, we actually developed that and created
1: that on our own. So there was, there was a little bit of creative Liberty there. So you had pretty good hope that we could potentially win.
2: Yeah. I was pretty optimistic that we had a chance. Okay. You never know for sure, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: this so, is a good team.
1: So yes, yeah, so when they when the, when you got the news, did, the news came. When did you get the news? The morning,
3: <laughs> seven a.m. in the morning. So you
1: knew <laughs> it before before we made it public. Yes, yes. Right. okay. Barely. And were you surprised that you were in the same category as Stanford and Penn State and
3: <laughs> yes. Miami
1: and Wyoming? Very much. Yeah, and then Bob Jones. <laughs> that was that was, that was pretty cool. So, <clears throat> the money is not in hand as of yet. No, not yet. And when is it coming?
2: We don't know for sure, but it should be soon, okay. within days or weeks, I think.
1: So what's what's next? What's the what's your your plan here?
2: Good question, Stephen. What's happening this spring?
1: All right. So
4: this spring, um, I'll be doing a senior design project to take the sensor to the next step. So a lot of the stuff that we were thinking about, I'm going to try to find different components, ways to ways to build it, and just doing research to figure out kind of what what the market needs, like what what do we need to measure?
3: So in the summer, um, by then, Stephen will have created the prototype and hopefully he will have multiple prototypes so we can create more of a system of the sensors because one sensor can't measure an entire field where you've buried biochar. So you're going to need multiple ones. But then there are a lot of questions with that of, how far apart does the carbon content in the soil start to vary? So in the summer, um, Trissy and I will be planning and executing experiments for, um, I guess, almost a handbook of how you would use the this, this sensor system and what's accurate. And we will also have to take into consideration possibly um variables such as temperature or pressure or humidity that will affect the readings and see if those are big enough influences that we will need to get correction sensors that will kind of cancel out that data and then we will also um, be thinking about what extra things we would want to measure kind of going along with what steven said what does the market even want if we can get a sensor that measures carbon and other things that might be more beneficial to people and they would be more curious to about our sensors and about why they would want them.
2: So BJU is going to run a 10 week summer research program next summer. Okay. And a big part of the money goes to pay for that.
1: The the hundred K.
2: Yeah. Okay. The biggest share of that is to pay a faculty salary and room and board and stipend to the students and equipment and expenses to do that research next summer.
1: Okay, that's great. So the end is, do you present it to Elon Musk and he takes it and works with it or... But it's um, a, but it's not have...
2: for Elon Musk personally, okay. but it's for the scientific community that's researching climate change. I see. Okay. So we hope to make this sensor available to, for many people around the world that are working on various aspects of climate change. It would be a tool that they could use to do their job better.
1: So is it a business now that has started out of which you can make profits? Can you make profits from this? Or does... I guess the question is, is Elon Musk going to make more money off of this, or <laughs> will, will this LLC get...
2: Now, the LLC has nothing to do with Elon Musk. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. The money from XPRIZE is just seed money okay. for the corporation to get it started and to pay for this research project. I see. And then our obligations to XPRIZE are done, and if the corporation fizzles, that's the end of the project. Okay. But we're hoping this is the start of something even bigger. Okay. If soil economy succeeds, then this could be a viable business for years in the future. Okay, wow, Mm -hmm. all right. For Joe and Reagan, not for Elon. Yes, (laughs) yes,
1: yes, he's he's doing fine. Um, So maybe just a couple things. One is, tell us what you feel like it did for you guys, and then maybe a little bit what you think it could do for Bob Jones.
3: For me, it made me think more analytically about um, just experimental design where mostly I'm handed experiments and I can analyze the data, but I don't necessarily design the experiments. I've only done that once. So that was helpful. And then also thinking about all sorts of other variables that will impact the experiments. Um, so just kind of thinking ahead and thinking more as a, from a science point of view of how are we going to solve problems and using just logic and reasoning with that was really good for me. Going forward, um, hopefully winning the X Prize will um, bring more students into the sciences at BJ. They're really good, and I love the professors and their investment in us, but the programs are also pretty small. So I'm hoping that um, more students will be attracted to Bob Jones once they see that we have such a good education, and that we become comp- more competent in our fields.
4: Yeah, this project more exposed me to um, just the uh, diversity of uh, different directions that people um, have, and like business and then science and then engineering. It just exposed me to all those disciplines, and I really need that because as an engineer, yeah there are aspects of business that will filter into that like budget science is what i'm doing doing actually going to be worth it is right. it is it actually going to do what it needs to do so i think that kind of goes back to the bju premium yeah. a little bit yeah. um but as for um what i think it'll do for my budgets in general students yes um more i, I think ex- more exposure for the for the science and engineering i've I do hear of people that like choose other colleges because it's like I want to I want to be an engineer I want to do aerospace or I want to do something else. It's like I'm I'm really excited to see these programs growing.
1: Yeah, this year I believe Mm -hmm. the I think the the engineering class freshman engineering class is the was the largest of any other major, and I think it's continuing to grow uh, as we Mm -hmm. continue to move forward. Reagan
5: well i I never <laughs> would have thought that Elon Musk and, and climate change and global warming would have been a a viable part of my professional future from now because <laughs> I'm, I'm a junior, so I've only got a little over a year left in school, um, but like we mentioned it's uh, this is really getting just getting started for us, so after the project is done after we get funding then we're we're committing all this time and effort to get more funding and launch the actual business and start producing things and marketing them and selling them so Whether I like it or not, it's actually a part of what Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing after graduation now. So that's an incredible opportunity, first of all. And uh, like Stephen just mentioned, it's been really, really incredible being able to work with a bunch of different people. Uh, Everybody on the team, we're all incredibly different, but we've all managed to work together really, really well. So it's been a really good experience for that. And uh, like you said, there's been 198 submissions from universities and teams all over the world. And uh, I don't know if we were the only Christian university that submitted, but we were the only one that won in our category with uh, Stanford and Pennsylvania State University and University of Wyoming and and Miami. So that's a really, really incredible thing too, to be the only Christian university that that won in our category too.
1: Well, Dr. Lovegrove, I'd like you to, if you don't mind, as we wrap this up and whatever extra you want to say, and I'd like us to go back to what we, we addressed at the very beginning uh, about the whole issue of why we as Christians can do this and why we should do this as opposed to writing it all off and paying no sure. attention to it. I think that's important uh, for people to understand how we approach things at Bob Jones. And then uh, any, any, anything you
2: want to finish out on this. Sure. Um, so when you go to the Bible and you ask the question, How should a Christian think about the environment? What's a biblical view of the environment? Nearly everybody comes to the same conclusion, and the word that always surfaces is stewardship. We are called to be stewards of this world. And that goes all the way back to Genesis 1. You're given dominion over the animals. You're placed in the garden to dress it and to keep it, not just to enjoy it. So this idea of stewardship is the foundation of how Christians feel about the environment. And stewardship, to me, means making wise decisions. Um, Steward of our time, steward of our money, steward of our natural resources. We want to be wise about how we approach an issue like climate change. Mm. And that means we need to do some fundamental research. We need to really understand these things. We need to be able to approach them wisely. To just dismiss it is to give up on our stewardship. Mm. To panic is to not be wise. So somewhere in the middle there is a wise way to handle this. And what the students are doing is, number one, getting educated about the whole topic so that they can make wise decisions. And number two, contributing to better understanding so that we can make wise decisions. So that's a lesson that I think you know, we can help communicate to the Christian community, mm-hmm. that we can respond to these things wisely. We don't want to panic. We don't want to just ignore them. But we want to respond wisely, and that's what we're trying to do. And in the context of BJU, this is gonna be a great building block for more interdisciplinary classes, Mm. for more experiential learning. Because this is a roadmap that we see for BJU in the future doing more of these kinds of things. Mm. And it really validates what we're doing in the core. You mentioned who did the writing. These students did the writing. None Mm. of them are English majors. None of them are technical writers. Mm -hmm. But they had the BJU core And they have some foundational writing skills and speaking skills and communication skills and research skills. And all of that came together to make a successful project. So I'm very excited about what these students have done. I'm very proud of them, actually.
1: Yes, I I can tell that. And I feel the exact same way, and we are very proud of them. Um, People ask me about Bob Jones, what do you like? I said, I like everything. There's nothing I don't like. But I like the students, and I'm excited when they can when we can help them be empowered to reach their highest potential. So thank you guys for coming, giving up your time this afternoon. And uh, Thanksgiving here is upon us and we're looking forward to that and we're excited about the future. And we're thankful to God that we can do this and and we pray that the Lord will continue to bless us in uh, all these efforts you're going to continue to do. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Highest Potential with Dr. Steve Pettit. Don't forget to find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.